this whole thing, this is some bullshit. You, this, this is over. You mean Zeke? Get out of my face with that dumb shit. Fuck sheep. I'm out. Y'all know this is some bullshit. Y'all know this is some bullshit. What kind of question is that? I'm here to talk about basketball. I was happy to help this young brother. Cut that. Guess who's back with a new, new, new episode, whatever. It's New Music Fridays, plus an ass whooping to remember. <laughs> yes, I'm back. Back again. On that ass. All right, man. Interesting, interesting stories coming from the NBA and the uh, music world. But we're going to start off with Cam Reddish being traded to the Knicks for Kevin Knox. Atlanta received a first-round pick, and New York received a second-round pick. Wow. That's pretty much the first big, uh, I guess the first, like, trade news to start. I guess somebody had to make a move first. I mean, Atlanta's been trying to trade Cam Reddish for the longest. But 
excited for Cam to be reunited with uh, R.J. Barrett, his college teammate. Um, that's a big move for New York. New York has another score off the bench to help Derrick Rose when he returns. And Kevin Knox never got the shot in New York that I felt like he deserved. So hopefully in Atlanta, Nate McMillan can give him that opportunity. And then also, Atlanta getting that first round pick was huge. I think, wasn't it Atlanta or New York, I said? Yeah, Atlanta getting that first round pick was huge. Yeah, Cam Reddish is definitely going to help New York because New York, how they be losing games is they be getting into scoring droughts. And it's nobody that can come out there and bail them out. And Cam Reddish is definitely that dude for New York to bail them out of those scoring droughts that they be going on. But um, anyway, right? Huh, Warriors get beat down by the Bucks. The only reason why I didn't play Let's Get It by G-Dep was because everybody wants to hear the whole parts, and I wasn't trying to play, like, a theme song for four minutes again, so. Um, wow. This was an ass-whooping for the ages. This was pretty embarrassing. Wouldn't you agree? Like, both of the games that were shown on Inside the NBA were trash yesterday. We got the Nuggets beating the Blazers without Dame and Fernie and CJ. Right? Then you had the Warriors getting beat down. Now that 99 to 118 score is not even the half of it. They were up at the halftime, 38 to 77, y'all. 38 to 77. Wow. Now you see what happens when Chris Middleton actually shows up to a game. You see what happens when they play well. Everybody played well, though. Bobby Portis, he hit the the, the uh, halftime buzzer beater and did the Steph on Steph. He did the Steph shimmy, y'all. The chef stimmy. Wow, the shimmy. Giannis Antipo Negro had 30 points and 12 rebounds and 11 assists. Man, triple-double. Okay, last week fucked around and got a triple-double. Chris Middleton, 23 points, 7 rebounds, five, uh, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. You see, this is what happens when you're productive. This is what it means to be a serviceable number two. And it's about time that uh, Chris Middleton has shown that he could be effective. And then Bobby Portis in that starting role. Wow. I mean, Milwaukee already loves Bobby. Like, I wouldn't mind starting Bobby and bringing Brooke Lopez off the bench. Because Narara, you know what I'm saying, he's pretty good. He could be the residential six-man. Dante DiVincenzo played yesterday. I didn't even notice that. Wow. It was just that. You know, I cut it off after the third quarter because I knew it was over. Steph Curry. In one of the craziest shooting slumps of his career, 
He only had 12 points, y'all, and eight rebounds. Wow. Did he even hit a three last night? Oh, he hit two of them. He was four of 11 from the field, two of six from three. Not a good game. I guess they pulled Steph early, and then they kept Wiggins out there. Jonathan Kaminga was five of 16. Who told him to put up that many goddamn shots? I'm pretty sure that this happened way after the blowout commenced. But nobody from the Warriors can hit shots yesterday. Now, is it a cause for concern? No. I just don't, I simply don't think that the Warriors are ready for the champs yet. I still think that they need to figure out what their rotation is going to be, their permanent rotation is going to be. And, you know, everybody's saying, oh, no, they. They lost to, to Milwaukee because Draymond wasn't there. That's not really true. I think they could have won this game without Draymond, but I, I just don't think that the shots were falling. And that was the reason why the Warriors lost and got their ass kicked. But they got beat the fuck down. Then Chicago Bulls, a couple of games back, got blown out by the big three in Brooklyn. And this was like a major preview of what's to come here because I hear I'm hearing from the streets that Kyrie will it's possible that Kyrie will be able to play every game this season y'all if this is true all y'all in trouble east east coast west coast down south lost out gritty Mm-mm-mm. nobody can stop Kyrie, KD, and James Harden together. Speaking of that fat motherfucker, they got their ass beat without KD and Kyrie, and they lost against OKC. Now, it's one thing to lose versus the Thunder, but it's another to get your ass kicked by, like, 20 points. This is just proof alone that Harden can't do it without the other two. And that Harden's whole... I mean, I'm not saying... This to say that uh, Harden's entire career was um, overrated. His career is overrated because of shit like this. I'm not even asking Harden to go out there and to beat these guys. I'm asking him to make shit competitive. After a while, it just didn't, it wasn't competitive anymore. And you have to be disappointed in a guy like that's performance, knowing you know, he has top five potential, but continues to play like a top 15 player. But yeah, man, the Bulls, you know, the Bulls have like a low key, a big four. And just them having this sample size versus uh, versus the Nets, it proves who still really runs the East. The Nets have obviously been dealt their issues and problems with injuries. You know, like knick-knack injuries from Kevin Durant. Harden's weight problem, inconsistency on the floor, injuries as well. Um, Kyrie's legal issues, you know, as far as the uh, vaccination is concerned. Like, you know, the Nets even with that, are still like number two, number three in the East right now. 
Because Miami just snuck into that second spot now. Miami snuck in that number two spot quietly as fuck. They're the dark horses of the East. I mean, if Victor Oladipo could come back 50% of what he was, the Miami Heat could be a threat. I mean, they got the three-point shooting. They got the defense. And then once Bam comes back, I think the Miami Heat can be a, a contender this year. Um, Russell Westbrook's historical slump. Man, this dude is terrible. I got to look up the last three games because I remember looking... Looking at this fucking slump, like, what the fuck? I was like, there's no way. Because LeBron, you know what I'm saying? I know he's tired of this shit. I gotta find out, like... What's the historic slump? Because he has been having some of the worst shooting slumps. Because, like, the other night he shot, like, 2 or 12. I mean, this man, and then on top of that, you remember Sacramento Kings, man. Y'all wildin'. You know the NBA banned the Sacramento Kings ice cold player of the game now? Oh, there it is, right here. Russell Westbrook's last three games. Nine points, four of 14 from the field. Six points, two of 12 from the field. Eight points, two of 14 from the field. Wow. That's all I can really say. I'm speechless, but I'm not surprised. Um, it's a lot of Kyle Kuzma hate going around. Oh, y'all mad? You mad because he left the clutches of your king? Are you mad because he's out there in Washington thriving? And you should see these people, like, trying to discredit Kyle Kuzma's uh, bounce-back season. Because in L.A., all I heard was he's garbage, he's trash, we need to trade him, he's not good enough, he's not a third option, but he's being a better third option in Washington. Everybody's talking about, well, you know, they're making excuses. They're saying that he's getting more touches. Nah, I mean, but he was supposed to be the third option in LA, right? And um, in Washington as the third option, this dude's numbers has went up. Regardless if they went up one point or two points, you can't discredit Kyle Kuzma's grind. And the fact that he did get better all around as a player. I mean, technically, he is an all-around player. 
But he got better rebound-wise and defensively. Which is something that's being overlooked. And it's good to see a lot of the former Lakers doing well on other teams. Um, my question is, um, can the Raptors hold up? Because I think that they are um, seventh in the East. I think they can. I mean, OG Ananobi definitely is another candidate for most improved player. Like, the categories that are crowded this year is MVP and most improved player. Now, is it DeRozan? Is it Ananobi? Is it Kevin Porter Jr.? Is it so many of these in Miles Bridges? Like, it's so many guys that could be most improved player. And MVP, as far as I'm concerned, DeMar DeRozan, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, I'm not saying DeMar DeRozan name first because I think he's the leading candidate. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing names out. Don't get me twisted or fucked up. Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, all these guys have an opportunity to win the Most Valuable Player Award. And Toronto has a possible Rookie of the Year candidate. some noise in the playoffs, but they will probably be out of the first round by whoever the fuck they play. They could play Brooklyn, Chicago, Miami, or the Bucks. So good luck with that, Miami. All right, there's this debate going on that I got to clarify about Fabulous and Andre 3000. You know, everyone is saying, you know, people are actually picking Fabulous. I love Fabulous, first of all. I like both of these rappers. Both of them bring a certain thing to the game. Fab definitely uh, set the bar high for punchlines. Andre 3000 is just a different nigga altogether. Like, these two are not on the same level. Andre 3000 is on a top dog level, you know what I'm saying? He up there with the Busta Rhymes, the Q-Tips, and the, and the motherfucking um, Method Man and Red Man. I'm going to settle this debate easily. I mean, everybody want to talk about, Andre never came out with an album, that's why. Nah, man. Y'all niggas said, y'all niggas said Fab can out-rap Andre 3000. That's something that I don't agree with. Fab, you know, these are two guys that are all-time greats in their own right. Now, yes, having a solo, not having a solo career hinders Andre from being like top 15, top 10, whatever. But... His verses, his albums, a lot of motherfuckers forgot how ill Andre 3000 was, especially in his prime as a member of Outkast. 
ain't saying I ain't trying to downgrade Fab or nothing. I ain't trying to talk down on Fab because Fab one of my favorite rappers. But Andre one of my favorites too. And I studied that nigga, bro. Like it ain't too many motherfuckers that can outrap Andre 3000. Prime or currently. There ain't that many. Ain't that many cats out there that can outspit that man. That dude is a legend. I mean, Fab is a legend, too. And everybody want to talk about him not having a solo album. Meanwhile, Fab ain't got no classic rap albums. Fab got maybe a possible. Maybe a possible. But everything is mixtapes. Everything's mixtape related. Yeah, but um, I just don't think that Fab is better than Andre at rapping. Now, Fab is a more has had a more established career, but they both suffer from the same issue, which is you know I think Andre and Fab just take way too many breaks in between their projects. And honestly, you know, since people are using mixtapes and then using one's verses as a member of Outkast, wouldn't that inquire about them being a little bit more even? Everybody is saying that Fab would would kill Andre 3000 in a landslide, which is a complete disrespect to the Outkast brand. I mean, both of these guys are very versatile lyricists. One's just a better overall rapper. But that's just my thoughts. I think Reason from TDE um, sparked this uh, argument. And honestly, bro, I just don't be- I just don't agree with Dog. It's no disrespect to either rapper. Um, preference, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know who I like more, to be honest with you. I like them both equally. They're both great artists. Both all-time greats. Both legends. And one have something that they do very, very well. But I would say Andre gets a slight edge. Now, New Music Fridays. Corday dropped his new album, Finally, from a bird's eye view. That's literally the title. (laughs) Yes, we got some new music, y'all. And I was excited about this project. The features are crazy. This nigga got Freddie Gibbs and Stevie Wonder on a song. That's lit. I knew he was going to be playing the harmonica. That motherfucker Stevie Wonder do not sing no more, man. But, um, John Michelle, fire. Super was cool. Mama's Hood was fire. Want For Me was dope. Today is my favorite song on the album with Gunna. Fire. Coach Carter. Fire. Sinister with Lil Wayne. You know that's a ball of fire. That's that's cold. Chronicles with her and Lil Durk. Cool. That's cool. That, that record is straight. 
Um, champagne glasses with aforementioned champagne glasses with uh, Gibbs and Stevie. Dope. Westlake High was solid. It was okay. Um, Parables remix with Eminem. Crazy. Gifted with uh, Roddy Rich and Aunt Clemens. Fire. So I oh yeah that's that's all the tracks um yeah man this was an enjoyable project from start to finish not if there was a skipper it's probably maybe just one and it's probably maybe one for me is probably the one that was the least least entertaining for me but I kind of like this project though man it's up there whether it's a classic or not I have to sit with this for a couple more weeks before I can put a label on it sometimes you can tell an album's a classic from when you first hear it but this album is great it's a great way to uh, keep 2022 going Jim Jones Jim Jones dropped a new mixtape with DJ Drama called We Set the Trends. And, um, I hate to say it, but I was hella disappointed in this. Because coming off a great run that Jim Jones had, y'all gotta understand, bro. Like, uh, what was that album called? El Capo, right? El Capo was great. You can say that that's a classic album. It has great material on there. Um, the fraud department was fucking awesome. But we set the trends. Was what this this was um even though the album is called We Set the Trends, Jim Jones looks looks like he is following the trend more than setting it. And I'ma be honest. This shit was kind of, uh, kind of whack, in a way. It wasn't necessarily trash, because it has a lot of good moments on this, on this project. But, I'ma just go through it. Intro, Buckmouth. Jim Jones was snapping on here. There's no doubt. Jones was killing that, that shit. Um, Back Doe featuring Dave East and Icewear Vezo. That track is dope. Not the biggest Vezo fan, but he didn't ruin the song. He added to the quality of the song. Dave East. You know Dave East don't miss on them verses or on them albums. Dave East rarely drops anything that's below average. Crump music with Vivio Foreign and Ditta? That shit was whack. Like, how you gonna sample crump music and then put that weak ass New York drill shit on it? I ain't trying to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger rap, nigga. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Nobody trying to hear that bullshit. Fuck that weak-ass New York drill shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't like that shit. Period. 
We set the trends with Migos. Fire. Yeah, man. That's the that song got me excited for that project. Shots with who the fuck are these niggas? Choppy Ross Swish and Jovan. Oh yeah, that was another one of them whack ass New York drill songs. Skip. Stick up was probably one of the better New York drill tracks on there. That was better. Nuff said was whack as fuck. Yeah, Nuff said probably got to be the worst song on there. I don't know what Jim was doing. Um, Ben Aki was okay. That was cool. Um, Pressure. Um, that was okay. That was all right. Militant was dope, even though it had that whack ass drill shit. But it was cool though. Oh man, this was the moment of the project right here. Fit Lit Betty White featuring East, Mano, and Fab. Now, if you're a fan of real New York rap, and I'm talking about real New York rap, not that whack, whack ass drill shit, but I'm talking about that real New York rap, that 90s and 2000s rap, that's the perfect song, man. Fit Lit Betty White was dope. Very dope. Who that featuring Dice Payne and Keen Streets. I think that was okay from what I can remember. Record Me Baby with Ball Greasy and Fibio Foreign. Uh, that sampled uh, Lights, Camera, Action. That shit was okay. It wasn't whack. That's all I can really say. Water On Me with Peasy and Filthy Rich. Um, Again, not the biggest Peasy fan. But he did all right on here. This was a pretty good song. I can't, uh, I, I can't front. This is a decent song. Um, Doughboy. Eh, not skip. How you love that feature in Pap Chanel, Yellow Tape, and Javon? Fire. I love that song. Batman featuring VL Deck. I wasn't feeling that shit. Didn't like that song at all. Vamps. Featuring who the fuck are these random niggas? Featuring Asala, baby, whatever the fuck this shit is. I don't even know who that is. But yeah, man, these this nigga Jim Jones got some weird named it ass motherfuckers on here. I don't know who these new. New York niggas is, but um, y'all niggas need process of elimination, man, for sure. Um, Batman, I already said Batman featuring VL Deck. Vamps featuring Salab and Fat Flea. That shit was cool. It was okay. Um, Bars with Dave East. Yet another standout moment, man. Jim Jones and Dave East trade bars and... Dave East is just, he's definitely knocking on the door of the top 10 rappers in the game, if not already there. Just depends. I have to definitely um, think about that one. <laughs> but um, shit still with gigs. I just never like gigs, bro. Like the voice, I can't get over the, the fucking accent. Even though Giggs has done decent on a couple of other records. Lobby with...
Mano, Laravelli, and Hattie Racks. That was good. I like that song. I like Lobby. Lobby is solid. Bless featuring Trav and, and King Streets. That shit's okay. Different Ways featuring Talk It Trigger, Shooter 93, and Lil Cody. That's that's okay. Your Soul featuring Zopcom and Ditta. Just okay. Um, I got many, many uh, things to say about this project. First off, this shit was hella disappointing. And 25 tracks, that's way too many. If Jones could have cut that 25 to 14 or 15, kept maybe two New York drill records, kept, oh wait, obviously you're keeping the, the Jim Jones and Fab and East and all them nigga songs, right? Maybe this project would have been a whole lot better if they would have just trimmed the fat. And honestly, also, it's too many guests. I mean, how many features do you need, Jimmy? You can actually hold down a project yourself. You've proved that within the last three years that you can hold down a project damn near by yourself. I know that Jim has always had a shit ton of features on his projects, but some of these songs were fucking whack as hell. Like, that shit turned what had the potential to be a great record into an average record. So... I'd probably give this an average rating, like a B minus or C plus range around in there. Due to the disappointment and Jones, you know, you know, was I understand that you wanted to, uh, you know, link up with, you know, he, some of his beats sounded like Detroit, some of his beats sound like New York, some of his beats sound like Drill, some of his beats sound like. You know what I'm saying? I understand you trying to uh, flex your uh, beat choice and be versatile with rapping over any beat. But Jim Jones' voice and rhyme style don't belong on every beat, though. You have to be very crafty in order to do that. Like, one rapper that does do this the right way is Millie's. Like, if you're unfamiliar with him, he's a rapper from Boston, a white cat. He can do what Jim Jones tried to do on this project. All in all, this project is me to me. It's not really as good as I anticipated, but I've heard worse from other rappers. But yeah, that is my show. This is King Known Uncensored, New Music Fridays, plus an ass whooping to remember, and I'm out.